Hello, everyone. My name is Parker Long, and this is the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition, right here on the Hive Sports Network. On today's episode, we'll look back at the match of the week from last week and look ahead to this Friday's Spotlight Contest, one between two closely matched 2A teams. I'll also update you on stat leaders and share my sit-down with Lone Peak quarterback Caden Hodson. First up, let's get into our stat leaders for this week. Matiaki Helu from Stansbury has the most rushing touchdowns so far with 13. Malik Johnson from Leighton Christian Academy is at the top of the interception list with six total. And Jay McDonald from Monticello is the current king of punts landing inside the opposing 20 with 10. Next up, we've got the matchup from last week, Juab at Richfield. Juab did as they've done the whole season and stung Richfield with their deadly offense. Putting up 54 points in total, 41 of which came in the first half, Juab was hard to stop even by Richfield's impressive defense. While they did slow down the Wasps in the second half and keep up a consistent scoring offense, the Wildcats fell short of victory in what proved to be as hot a contest as I'd hoped. Juab moves to 6-0 on the season, and they'll look to keep their undefeated streak going against North San Pete this Friday. Richfield is hoping to bounce back and get some momentum going when they face off against Carbon. Lone Peak is making their second appearance on this show, and I'm certainly thankful for it. This week, we have Caden Hodson, quarterback for the Knights, who sat down with me to talk about this season, his baseball dreams, and the ever-important homecoming weekend. Hello, everyone. This is Parker from the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition. Uh, I'm here with another high school football player. I'm here with Caden Hodson, the QB for Lone Peak. Uh, How are you doing, Caden? I'm doing good, Parker. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here, uh, and we'll just we'll just get right into it. Uh, so, as of now, you guys are you're four and one, and your first loss came at the very beginning of the season, which is probably one of the best spots to have that. Uh, does it feel like you guys have a good amount of momentum going into like this last stretch before state? Um, yeah, for sure. I think, uh, just losing that first game, you know, it was a lot of guys, it was my first varsity game, you know, first time being in a situation like that. And I think that just, it was kind of more of a wake up call for not only me, but the whole team and even the coaching staff, you know, that maybe we're not as, as good as we thought we were in camp and, and that, you know, even though we're the defending state championship uh, champions, we got to burn the ships. And so I think that first loss, just getting that out of the way and slowly progressing, um, I think not only is the team getting better, but I feel like every day I'm getting better in practice and just pushing myself to, to be the best that I can be for the team and the school and so I think we've built that momentum the last couple of games and things are starting to click that's good to hear yeah and you never really know how like how you're going to come out of the gate because so much changes from year to year you know you lose a bunch of guys you get a bunch of new ones and yeah you never really know what you're going to look like so you know getting 
getting to where you guys are being four and one where you lose out the gate and like using that as a as a wake up call, I think will probably work greatly to your benefit if I if I had to guess. Um, yeah. So what do you what do you think has like besides, you know, it being a wake up call? What do you think really like kind of pushed that? this level of success that you've had so far, like not just for your team, but for like you personally. Um, I think, you know, just coming into Lone Peak and it's such a winning culture that uh, losing that first game was kind of like, oh crap, like you need to get back on and keep this winning culture alive because that's just what Lone Peak is all about. So when you say winning culture, what what do you kind of mean? Like not is it is it just like we got to win, we got to win, we got to win? Or is there like there's is there something special about like the coaches and uh, any of the other staff or anyone like what what kind of is that winning culture that Lone Peak tries to cultivate? I think, you know, a lot of people think of Lone Peak as the dominant school for not just football, but a lot of other sports as well. And the coaches know that the coaches that have been here for a while know that and they just want they push us because they know it's happened so many times that you know new new groups of people teams come in and they just try and instill that that culture inside them and to win like i mean that's what we want and it just helps carry on that culture i think you guys have like kind of a motto or a mantra that your coaches want you to kind of live or play by. Yeah. So our, our team motto this year, we decided uh, at camp was burn the ships. So no matter like what we've done in the past, no matter, you know, six A state championships champions last year. And uh, you know, it, you need to burn the ships, forget about it. It's a new year. I mean, even game, I mean, that first Timu game we came together after and burned the ships, you know, got to forget about it, learn from it, but forget about it. It's in the past and move on. Okay. A little bit the uh, memory like a goldfish sort of idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I may have gotten that analogy completely wrong, but <laughs> so with uh with being the QB, you're kind of the, you're the leader of the offense. Um, what do you what do you think? What do you see that sets the Lone Peak offense apart from other ones that you've played or that you have like watched or anything? Like, what makes you guys different or stand out? I think we're just filled with just great athletes. I think, I mean, anybody on our team, I think, could play any position. I think everybody's just really we are really really good athletes and i mean even our o-line is really athletic we're i think that's what sets us apart is there's no weak link i think we're all just super athletic and we're also really smart i think we know what we're doing know how to fix it and so yeah i think just we're just athletic all the way around okay uh, i mean speaking Speaking of your O line, and I'll I'll touch back on something that you said uh, just now a little bit later. But speaking of your O line, I actually talked to your center last week, Spencer, um, and he 
he seems like he seems like a really just like a really like on the level like really great and i i really can't think of the the phrase but like he's just very smart and very with it uh do you feel like that would describe kind of how your whole offense wants to run like very smart very acute very with it yeah i think he for sure sets an example i mean he's always watching film always doing stuff to be better i think it pushes me to want to be better and make i mean i I think it pushes everybody to be better and i think he just sets that example so i think it just makes everybody want to be better yeah, I was personally I was really impressed with him when when I talked with him. So if if the rest of your guys' offense is anything like that, then I think you guys are in a really great spot. Um, how do you feel like your connection is like your personal or like your on the field connection is with your offensive line and with your weapons and with like all the guys you play with on offense? Um, yeah, I think I mean, temp view, I think we we struggled a lot, but I think just every I mean, even every practice, every day, I think we we get not only closer on the field, but also off the field. I think we become like better friends, which ultimately leads back to the field. I think um, our O-line has improved a lot in the last couple games. And just getting timing down and the chemistry with the receivers has also improved a lot. Okay, nice. Um so kind of looping back a little bit, you were talking about like versatility. Is is that something you guys you guys really value or like your your coach really values is like that versatility when someone comes in, you know, like a freshman to a sophomore or something like someone comes in at one position, they like really emphasize you playing another position to understand things better. Yeah, I think I mean, we have a lot of guys I know our tight end Max Bateman, he played defense his sophomore year and uh, switched over to tight end his junior and now senior year. And I think that's helped him kind of understand, you know, finding weak spots in the defense. And also our other tight end Jethro Johnson, he plays D line. I think that it's helped him kind of kind of understand two parts, you know, what the defense is trying to do and. And even me, all growing up, I played safety, just trying to, you know, understand you're trying to just, you know, ball hawk and just trying to, I guess, I don't know what, what the word is, but deceive them almost. Yeah. It's easy to get deceived by the quarterback. Yeah, trying so to. I feel like, yeah, yeah. So I feel like trying to just learn stuff that I learned as defense, trying to read stuff and trying to. Um, use it in an offensive standpoint has helped a lot. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you are, um, you talk about having a lot of like great athletes. You are like physically, you're listed at six foot three, which is pretty, pretty tall. Um, six foot three and 210 pounds. You're a big dude. How do you use that to your advantage? Yeah, so I, my sophomore year, I got pulled up for playoffs. And I remember playing Corner Canyon, the state championship, and seeing Jackson Dart. And I kind of wanted to just model my game after him. You know, people were afraid of him because of running. 
but they're also afraid of him passing. So I feel like that's what I've tried to do is is just try and make them I don't know what the word is. I'm trying to think. Hold on, can we edit this part out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of what. Like what am I thinking? He's like trying to just set them up for something that they don't know. Like they think I'm going to pass and I'll, I'll run it. And I like running the ball. I, I mean, I am not against it. I like setting up the run game and, uh, also setting up the pass game with my, with my legs. So you get a little bit of that like dual threat action. So they never really know where, where you're going to hit them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's and I feel like uh, I feel like that's become increasingly valuable in like in the NFL, where if you have someone who who can run and can throw like that is going to be that's going to be really highly sought after. You look like you look at guys like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray uh, or even like Marcus Mariota, who all can run it and can throw it to varying degrees of success. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for, for anyone not super familiar, kind of like myself, like I'm not as familiar with kind of how, how the breakdown is, but, uh, so you have a lot of region games, about half of them are region games. What, what are those like, and you've got most of those at like at the end of the year, the end of the schedule, um, what's kind of what's the environment or like what's the what's the kind of culture surrounding region games like are there big like deep-seated rivalries that you have within your region or even outside of honestly uh but like within your region is there does it feel different to play against like a region opponent yeah i think it's kind of a different mentality i mean you're going against i mean maybe people friends that you've grown up with you're playing against or friends are in the stands on the other team and especially like playing AF I mean AF and Lone Peak have a really really big rivalry in every sport and now I think Lone Peak is starting to have a bit of a rivalry with Corner Canyon and Sky Ridge so it, it's definitely fun playing because games are packed in region and both stand both sides of the field and stands are full and so I think it's just a different different mentality knowing that you know you want to prove something to the people that live by you that go to different schools and stuff so okay yeah i can see that like it, there's a whole it, there's got to be a whole different energy to the stadium when you when it's like a home game or somewhere that you are around a lot as opposed to like you know you play games in nevada and arizona and california and all those and like how many how many home fans are showing up for those i don't know but it seems like the energy's got to be a lot different here. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, I mean, football is super important and and everything, but like, there's also stuff outside of football that you gotta like, you gotta balance. There's work if you have it. There's school and there's like social life. How do you kind of how do you balance what you do outside of outside of the game? Yeah. I- I mean, it's, it's definitely a grind being a student athlete, you know, trying to stay on top of grades and 
coming home from school, working on homework or doing recovery stuff and then having to go right back to practice and getting done late at night and wanting to go to bed. They have to wake up early in the morning for school. But I think it's definitely hard, but it's important to, you know, stay social with friends and family, especially. Um, but yeah, just make, making sure you're staying on top of of grades you know we went to California we missed two days of school or day or two of school and coming right back and having to meet up with teachers or just stuff like that you know trying to stay on top of school I think is the most important yeah I'd, I'd agree with that personally uh, can't can't really let that slip by the wayside uh, speaking of yeah. social of like social obligations and things uh it was homecoming this weekend. Uh, how was your homecoming? It was awesome. It was, it was really fun. I had a really fun date and a really fun group. So it was awesome. That's great. Did you go with like, um, like a, a larger group of friends? Yeah, I went with uh, a couple of the football players and then just some of our friends. So it was, it was a blast. Nice. That's, that's always good to hear. Um, and then, my last question for you before we get to our little plug time segment is uh, outside of like outside of football, like you have all this balancing and stuff to do. Like, what do you do in your free time? Like, what are your, some of your non football hobbies and things that you like to do? Or how do you spend your time? Um, so my, uh, dream and, and goal is to play college baseball and hopefully move on to professional baseball. So, you know, whenever I have free time or a day off, I try and go hit or, you know, do something to improve my baseball game. Um, so, yeah, I think just just trying to get better while in football season, focusing on football first, but still working towards that goal. OK, um, that that leads me actually to an interesting question from from my perspective. Uh, so you you're a dual athlete. Um, I guess if baseball is your main focus, what kind of got you into playing football and what made you want to be like a, a two sport athlete? Uh, so I have played football since fifth grade and I've always liked it. And I took last year off. Um, because I was trying to just get recruited to play baseball and, and playing fall ball and in all these travel ball tournaments is really important, getting seen by colleges and stuff. So I took that off and then coming back and, and watching them win a state championship, you know, kind of put a little chip on my shoulder wanting I wanted that. And I've always loved football and, and wanted to come back to it. So I think the main thing was just seeing them win that state championship and, and the brotherhood that they had last year and just want to be a part of something like that. Okay. That's really awesome. Um, well, that's all I've really got for you. So I'll, I'll give you this little bit of time to plug whatever you're doing, um, invite people out to games, drop your socials, whatever you want to do. Time's yours. Yeah. So I kind of just wanted to talk about, you know, what, what we do off the field as a football team um the a couple weeks ago we do this thing called play and we go to elementary schools middle schools that that we went to and wear our football jerseys and we kind of just hang out with the kids and be a friend to them and play with them and we wear our jerseys and i think it was 
it was a cool experience to go and do that because I remember being in elementary school and middle school and, and the football players coming. It was a big deal and it, it was really fun. And also we do the 512 Foundation and it's we make like sack lunches and stuff for um, kids who maybe don't have a good home life or something and just give them a, a meal or two. So I think it's really cool that as a team, you know, we can we can give back to the community and because we get a lot of support from them. So I think it's it's cool to be able to give back and to see, you know, what we've been doing. So uh, Spencer talked about this last week and like I I was so taken aback with how with how cool that really is. Like, I think that is such an awesome thing that you guys do. And for for anyone who who doesn't go to those schools and like isn't part of that team. Thanks again to Caden for talking with me. Best of luck to him and the Knights this week against American Fork. Last but absolutely not least, we have our game preview for this week. And this one, I hope, takes after last week's pick. We're in 2A this time, where Grand County will travel to Beaver and take on the aptly named Beavers. Grand County and the Red Devils will be led by a dual-threat QB in Tatum Bisco, who so far has only thrown for 436 yards, 5 touchdowns, and 4 interceptions. While he may not pass a lot and can have some accuracy issues, completions on average are huge, with 18 yards per attempt. Where Bisco really makes his money, so to speak, is on the ground, boasting 93 carries for 604 yards, averaging 6.5 yards per carry. On the ground, he's racked up five touchdowns, three of those coming from 100-plus yard runs. He'll be joined on the ground by Draven Shaw and Race Walling. Shaw has posted 286 yards on 50 carries, averaging 5.7 yards per carry, with one of those being a 100-plus yarder, which is his single touchdown on the ground this year. Walling has torn it up running this year, with 52 carries for 484 yards, at 9.3 yards per carry, two 100-plus yard runs, and six touchdowns. Walling has also posted 110 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. He's joined at the top of the receiving heap by Remington Roberts, who's notched six receptions for 166 yards, averaging almost 28 yards per catch and one touchdown. Grand County uses a more spread-out offense, with several receivers posting TDs, so far this season, so not everything is placed on one guy's shoulders. On the defensive side, Connor Swayze leads the team in total tackles with 25, 13 of which are solo, and two passes defended. Draven Shaw pulls double duty with 13 total tackles, six of which have been solo, and four interceptions. Trace York has also put up 19 total tackles, nine solo, and one sack. One point of concern for Grand County is their lack of tackles for loss across the team. Unfortunately, I was not able to find any special team stats. Beaver is a formidable opponent without a doubt, and they'll be led by QB Titan Fails. Fails has posted 510 passing yards with three TDs against one INT and a longest pass of 70 yards. He also likes to use his legs and has run the ball 37 times for 112 yards and two TDs. Beaver's attack mostly comes on the ground, with Aiden Bradshaw leading the way with 60 carries for 463 yards at 7.7 per carry, 
two 100-plus yard runs, and nine total rushing TDs. Taven Hollingshead and Bodie Wheatley are also big contributors, with a combined 87 carries for almost 550 yards and eight TDs, with Wheatley also having a receiving TD and coming down with three receptions for 14.7 yards per. The Beavers also like to spread out their offense, so don't count on it all coming from just one place. Defensively, Beaver has put up much better numbers than their upcoming opponent. Gage Radden has notched 58 total tackles with 23 solo, 7 tackles for loss, 2 sacks, 2 QB hurries, and 1 INT. Kutler Matheson has also been a tackling machine with 66 total, 18 solo, 4 tackles for loss, 1 hurry, and a caused fumble and recovery for 52 yards. Kelton Langston has put up 33 total tackles, 13 solo, 3 tackles for loss, 1 hurry, and 1 sack. Needless to say, the Beaver defense will be looking to add to those impressive totals this week. On special teams, Santiago Amescua has logged 33 kickoffs with an average of just under 58 per and 3 touchbacks. Bodie Wheatley shows up as the punter with 10 total punts for 396 yards and has pinned four inside the opposing 20. Of all the games I've previewed so far, this one could be the most knockdown, dragout contest yet. Two offenses focused on the run game, and two defenses looking to put a stop to that idea quickly. Grand County has a lot to prove on defense, and if they come in hungry, they could potentially feast and upset Beaver. If Beaver can continue their ways and keep the Grand County offense in check, then they could well be on their way to being above 500. That does it for this episode of the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition here on the Hive Sports Network. Thank you again to Caden Hodson for sitting down with me this week. If you're a coach or player and would like to be on the show, just email thehivesports at gmail.com. New episodes of the Hive School Sports Podcast come out every Monday and Thursday, and you can find them at thehivesports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at The Hive Sports and at HiveFootballPC. Stats for the show provided by MaxPreps.com. I'm Parker Long, and this is the Hive School Sports Podcast Football Edition here on the Hive Sports Network. Remember, no matter what, be safe and have fun. <laughs>